Hi, everybody, and welcome to an edition of Coach's Corner. And this week, you just got me again. I'm going to be talking to you about six things you should never feel bad about. And I don't like using the word should, but I'm using it in this case because truly, these are things not to feel bad about. And I was inspired to riff on this a bit because I put up this post on Instagram this week. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, it's at Christine Hassler. It's my most favorite social media platform. And I got a lot of likes and a lot of comments on it. So I thought I'd talk in a little more detail about these six things. Before I dive in, just a couple announcements for you. You've heard me talk about my spring retreat. And although it's not until March, you know how fast time is flying. Doesn't it seem like we just celebrated the new year and it's already September 1st? And March will be here before we know it, and this retreat fills up quickly. We are doing it at a beautiful destination in San Diego, and this is like mm, a decade of therapy in three days. This one's only for the ladies. Sorry, gentlemen. And if you want more information, go to christinehassler.com slash spring-retreat or email jill at christinehassler.com. I've also got a cool new journal out. It's a way to do your to-do list in a co-creative way, and it also supports you in starting new habits and practices. You can learn more about that also on my website. Just go to christinehassler.com, click on the shop tab, and you'll find the journal and my meditations and everything else there. I also want to give you a heads up because I've gotten a lot of messages about my new relationship and I love that you all are so happy for us and for me. A lot of you have followed my journey for a while now and you want to know, how did you meet him? You probably heard our episode that we did about a month ago on the journey that a lot of men go on. And Steph talked about the work he does with men and his program, Reclaim Your Kingdom. But in that episode, we didn't talk much about our relationship and how we met. And it's a pretty cool story about how we called each other in. So next week, a week from today, I'm going to be releasing a Coach's Corner with Steph where we talk about our journey to calling each other in. And this is also stuff we're going to start teaching about as well. So before I dive into today's episode about these six things, and I really think you're going to like number six, it's one of my personal favorites, I want to thank our sponsor for today. You've probably heard me mention this before to all of you out there who need a high-performance laptop but may not be a business yourself, like graphic designers, video editors, Photoshop Illustrator users, social media mavens, people with the work from home. You know, when it comes to technology, there's a big difference between consumer-grade and business-class PCs. For example, performance. Many modern consumer-grade processors and mobile operating systems prioritize battery life over processing power. Business class PCs offer both better performance and longer battery life. And then there's support. Every HP Elite PC comes with HP Elite Premium support, providing around-the-clock service from U.S.-based specialists. Then you got software and security. Business class devices help their users take advantage of their advanced features with free bundled software that's not available or requires an additional purchase on consumer-grade PCs. And design. To create images that have the impact you want as a graphic designer, you need a laptop with high computing power that can handle multiple functions. And when you're searching for good laptops or graphic design, you have every right to be picky. That's why HP has been a go-to choice for graphic designers and professionals for years. 
Finally, reliability, and this is a big one. HP Elite PCs are designed to pass multiple tests. They go through so many screening and tests that ensure durability. So here's the offer. Go to hp.com slash over it to get an extra 10% off on select eighth generation Intel powered HP PCs. Again, hp.com slash over it. All right. So let's dive into these six things to not feel bad about. First of all, it's never good to feel bad about things that make you feel good. And I actually don't think it's useful to feel bad or guilty about anything. Guilt is a useless emotion that just results in mental torture and depletion and does not inspire the healthiest of actions. Feeling guilty is not even a real feeling. It's more of a thought pattern that is a direct result of judging yourself and your actions. I see people torture themselves with guilt to quote unquote punish themselves for whatever it is they feel bad about. It's as if when we do something we judge as bad, we try to make ourselves feel like we're still a good person because at least we have the moral compass to feel bad about our actions and suffer with guilt. Yuck, yuck, yuck. I'm sorry, but guilt does not do anyone any good except for the fact that it is an alarm system. It's alerting you that something needs to shift. So if you do feel bad or guilty about something, first ask, what can I learn? Now, whatever it is I did or whatever I'm feeling bad or guilty about, what can I learn from that experience? Really leverage it into a growth opportunity. If you did something that you feel hurt yourself or hurt someone else, what can you do to learn and prevent it from happening in the future? And next, if necessary, clean up your side of the street. Apologize. Have a carefrontation with someone and take 100% responsibility for your 50%. Or take a forward moving action. If you feel bad about something you did or didn't do in the past, what can you do to move yourself into the present and future? And finally, and this is true with a lot of the things we punish ourselves for, let it go and move on. If you haven't noticed, you can't change the past. All you can do is shift in the present and impact a different future. Okay. So with that said, let's talk about these six things never to feel bad or guilty about. Number one, changing for the better. Well, let me first say there's nothing wrong with you. So change is really a process of choosing behaviors and thoughts that are more in alignment with who you really are. As you've learned by listening to the show, change or better said transformation is more a process of removing limiting beliefs and behavior patterns that come from old wounds. So when we change for the better, we're simply becoming even better versions of ourselves, not necessarily a different version. Also, changing can involve leaving some people or situations behind. As we grow and evolve, our values and priorities often shift, and not everyone comes with us. Changing for the better does not make us better than others who are choosing not to value growth and awakening to the degree we do. It just means we're headed in a different direction. Relationships shifting and new people coming into our life is a natural part of growth and something never to feel bad for. If certain people in your life are holding you back or are toxic in any way, It's time to complete the relationship or set some firm boundaries. Number two, knowing your worth. We are all inherently worthy. It's our birthright. There's nothing you need to do to earn or prove your worth. What you do need to do is release any limiting beliefs or old stories about your worth or enoughness. Consider for a moment, is there something in your life that you want that's not happening and you're concluding that it must be because you've not worked hard enough to get it? Are your internal judges telling you you're not deserving of it, not deserving of the abundance, love, happiness, and opportunity you desire? 
allow me to remind you again that there's nothing you need to do, be, or have in order to be deserving of your dreams. And here are some other things to consider. Are you not a stand for your financial worth? If you're an entrepreneur, are you undervaluing yourself by charging too little? If you work for another, are you discounting yourself and not asking for the raise or salary you know you deserve? Are you in any kind of relationship, romantic, friendship, any kind of relationship that feels like settling or tolerating not being treated with the love you treat others with? Allow me to remind you yet again that you are worthy of the abundance and love that deep down you desire. The universe is not judgmental. You are. You are judgmental of yourself based on things from the past or misunderstandings you bought into. It's time to see yourself the way the universe or God sees you as totally worthy, no more or no less than any other. Your worth, my worth, our worth is intrinsic. An external person or circumstance does not determine it. Just do your best in every moment and relax in the knowing you are deserving of all your heartfelt desires. Number three, staying true to your vision. And by your vision, I mean anything that you value. It can be your vision in terms of your career, your service, your relationship, your health, whatever it is. I've said on the show before, your vision, your longings is your psychic knowing that it's coming. Now, our mind and our ego tries to put the timing in an exact form on it. But if you have a vision about something, you have a feeling about something, you know it's coming. So never feel bad about making choices that move you toward it. Now, people may be naysayers. People may project their own fear or doubt on your vision. I can remember so many times when I would describe the kind of relationship I wanted, the kind of romantic relationship I wanted, people would say, your standards are too high. You're expecting too much. And I'd say, no, this is my vision and I'm staying true to it. I'm not settling and I'm so glad I didn't. Also, staying true to your visions means not feeling bad if you have to, again, complete some relationships or take risks that other people don't understand. Staying true to your vision doesn't give you permission to be a jerk or not be loving in your communication. And more on that in the next thing not to feel bad about in number four. But it does mean not letting other people's opinions take you off course. Number four, speaking your truth with love. And this is especially relevant for all the people pleasers out there. If you're a people pleaser and you haven't read my blog on why people pleasing is selfish, Google it. Just Christine Hassler, people pleasing selfish, and you'll find it. Here's the thing. Oftentimes the truth does upset other people, especially when we're having any kind of confrontation, any kind of what we call conflict, anytime we set boundaries when we haven't set them before. Sometimes our truth does upset another. A very simple example could be if you're clear, let's just say, let's just use the example of a romantic relationship. If you're clear that a romantic relationship is no longer in your highest good, speaking your truth to someone who doesn't necessarily feel the same way will upset them. But staying in any kind of relationship, job, situation that is out of integrity, that isn't in alignment with your truth, actually really isn't good for the other person either. So it's okay if other people are upset. That's why I say speaking your truth with love. Back to what I said in number three, I'm not giving you permission slip to be a jerk and just 
verbally vomit whatever you feel to anyone. That's not the truth. That's venting and processing your stuff all over somebody else. Use the tool of release writing that I teach in Expectation Hangover or Personal Mastery Course or the Temper Tantrum Technique to get all that out. Get really clear about what the truth is and speak it with love. And don't feel bad or guilty if the other person doesn't like it. This brings me to number five, making a self-honoring choice. Oftentimes we think a self-honoring choice is selfish. It is not. Here's a super simple example. I was talking to a client who was invited to a party and she really didn't want to go to the party. She's going through a tough time in her own life. She has a lot going on. It was an hour and a half drive and she felt guilty. She felt bad about not going to the party and she was going to make up some lie, some excuse. And I really encouraged her, again, speak the truth with love and make a self-honoring choice. And I put it to her like this. If I was having a party and I invited you and you came and I knew on some level you didn't want to be there, I'd rather not have you at the party, honestly. Sometimes we think a self-honoring choice is selfish, but it's best for us and it's usually better for the other people involved. Making ourselves a priority is so important when we make self-honoring choices, choices that support our mental, spiritual, physical, and emotional health. We do show up better for everyone else in our life. So a lot of the choices that you think are so-called selfish actually are self-honoring. And if you need a little help with that, if again, you go to christinehaster.com and click on the shop tab, you'll see my meditation RX. There's, I have a bunch of two different meditation CDs, but the meditation RX, there's a track you can get that's strictly on self-honoring choices. So I recommend getting that. And here's number six, perhaps my favorite and something I indulge in every day. Never feel bad about eating dark chocolate. Of course, in moderation, you don't want to eat a whole entire bar of dark chocolate. I've been close before, but moderation is important. So let's talk about why it's important never to feel bad about eating dark chocolate. First of all, it's loaded with nutrients that can positively affect your health. It's made from the seed of the cacao tree. It's one of the best sources of antioxidants on the planet. And studies show that dark chocolate, now I'm not talking about the sugary crap, I'm not talking about the Hershey's and the Snickers, I'm talking about going to Whole Foods, going to a healthy grocery store, a specialty shop, and getting good raw dark chocolate. Like I go for above 80% dark chocolate, like super dark, a little bittery because there's not sugar. And I really like getting raw dark chocolate that's either unsweetened. Yep. I eat the pure stuff or sweetened with a little coconut sugar. Just, you really want it to be as pure as possible. And if you eat that kind of dark chocolate, it can improve your health and lower the risk of heart disease. It's loaded with fiber and nutrients like iron, magnesium, copper, potassium, zinc, and selenium. It can actually help with blood pressure and lowers your risk of heart disease, increases brain function. But here's the thing, and I'm using dark chocolate because this is something that's personal to me. If there is something you truly enjoy that brings you pleasure, again, in moderation, because when we overindulge in anything, oftentimes it's a numbing device. But if we're really enjoying something because it brings you pleasure, like maybe it's your coffee or for maybe for you, it's a, it's a bite of really delicious ice cream or a small piece of pizza or whatever it is, if it brings you pleasure and you can savor it slowly and it just lights you up and brings you joy, awesome. 
why feel bad about that? I think that the human condition invites us to beat ourselves up when we experience too much pleasure, when we enjoy something too much. So what happens is we end up overindulging and then beating ourselves up. But if we just give ourselves permission to really enjoy the things we enjoy and relish in the pleasure of it and then let it go without feeling guilty, oh, it just makes the human experience so much more enjoyable. So let me repeat these so that you can practice them on a regular basis. Six things to never feel bad about. Changing for the better. Knowing your worth. Staying true to your vision. Speaking your truth with love. Making a self-honoring choice. And instead of eating dark chocolate, I'll say indulging in healthy moderation in things that bring you pleasure and joy. All right, everybody, that is the show for today. If you have questions you want me to answer on Coach's Corner, you can email assist at christinehassler.com. If you want to be coached live on the show, you can also email Sarah at assist at christinehassler.com. And got a couple of shows to mention and another sponsor to thank before I say goodbye. If you like the show, you're not going to want to miss No Excuse with John Taffer, the award-winning hospitality legend, as he brings straight talk and unapologetic approaches to daily topics and current events. You won't want to miss his latest interviews with guests like Dennis Miller. So download No Excuses each week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what it stands for, but what does it actually mean? The same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of home. And how do you know if your true price is a great price? Well, because True Car shows you what other people paid for the same car you want. And your certified dealers know this, so they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Thanks everybody for listening, sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next week.